0: The Psalms are a collection of compositions across the whole range of Israel's history, perhaps 500 or a thousand years. They're sometimes called a Little Bible because they cover all the great themes creation, judgement, salvation, Israel's story, Jerusalem, the temple, the coming Messiah, the majesty and tragedy of the human condition, the coming Kingdom of God. Along with Isaiah, Psalms is the most quoted book in the New Testament. It's the main source for the titles of Jesus. If you did an analysis of the Passion narratives, you find that they are saturated with quotations from the Psalms. Think of they divided his clothes by lots or my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Psalms are the principal source for the shape of worship. Think of, O Lord, open thou our lips and for hymns, invocations and confessions as well as private devotions and daily offices. They map the contours of the Christian life, incorporating praise and intercession and a life of trust and obedience. One influential way to read the Psalms is to imagine them as the prayers of Jesus himself. The most famous Psalm is number 23. It tells of the faithfulness of God, our shepherd, in leading us through green pastures, right pathways and life-giving waters all of which are rare and precious things in the hot, dry Holy Land. But then it notes that God is also with us in the valley of the shadow of death, in the face of the enemy, and when we run away, there is nowhere that God cannot and will not find us. Psalm 96 is sometimes called the beginning of hymnody because it quotes freely from other psalms. It declares God's rule over the universe as first deliverer, then sovereign of all peoples, and only then as creator and finally as judge of us all. In some ways it epitomises the relationship of the psalms to the New Testament, because several themes surface, but from the point of view of conventional Christian theology they're in the wrong order. Thus we expect to see a sequence that goes Creator, Deliverer, Judge, Sovereign, but that's part of the fascination of the Psalms. They don't tell us what we expect them to say, or what we already know. They shake us into a new awareness. Scottish composer James Macmillan's version of Psalm 96 just uses verses 1, 2 and 13. A new song. Psalm 122 has been sung at the entrance of every monarch at their coronation since Charles I in 1625. The psalm is a prayer for the peace and prosperity of Jerusalem, and its use in the coronation service draws a parallel between Jerusalem and the United Kingdom, as William Blake did in his poem, And Did Those Feet, in Ancient Time. The most famous setting of Psalm 122 is Hubert Parry's I Was Glad, which was first performed at the coronation of Edward VII in 1902. The well-known introduction was added for the coronation of George V in 1911. At the first performance of Parry's arrangement at the 1902 coronation, the director of music, Sir Frederick Bridge, misjudged the timing and had finished the anthem before the King had arrived, having to repeat it when the right moment came. Bridge was saved by the organist Walter Alcock who improvised in the interim. This is a psalm that must come from the first temple period, that's to say after Solomon in about 900 and before the exile about 300 years later. It's now a song of hope for all who long to worship together in a beautiful building again.